ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Worldwide. I am your host, Vic Muscat. Part of the board, TJ is with me today. How are you doing, sir? Uh, doing well. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Party Mike. Let's yep. see what happens, baby. Yeah, we have the life of the party because it's always a party here. And when I saw this gentleman here, I'm like, oh, I got to get him on. He'll be perfect for the show. Life of the party, Mike Howard's with us today. How you doing, sir? Uh, you know what, man? It's another day. I'm living and I'm breathing. I can't complain. That's a good way to look at it. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be negative 16 here in Southern Vermont tonight. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, that's not fun. <laughs> we have two days that's going to be like that. Then all of a sudden it's going to be 40 degrees outside. Oh, I think tomorrow is like 40 and then like 50s. It's like the back and forth. It's been like back and forth consistently over here. Back and forth the entire time. And it's just, February is always a strange month. It is. It's always weird. So how did you get into professional wrestling? Was it something that you always wanted to do or did it like fall in your lap and you just ran with it? It's uh, a mix. It's a mix of it's always been in my life. Um, so when I was... You know, growing up, my stepdad loved wrestling. He like, he, we'd be watching. And he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suplex you. You're messing with me and stuff. And um, got into like uh, middle school or so. Um, good friend of mine who's now my uh, tag partner. I travel with um, Justin Xavier. One day at school was just like, hey man, we hang out and stuff. You wanna come over and hang out and watch wrestling? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, I can't, I, and I, and I keep telling the story and I always forget the pay-per-view, but it was Jeff Hardy and, um, CM Punk. That was my first ever match I watched. Absolutely fell in love with that. I was like, this is awesome. The story built up. Everything was great. And, um, he's, I know he goes, Hey, you want to like wrestle in the, in the basement? I'm, I'm a young guy. I'm a young guy. So I'm like, yeah. So we go down there and like, we're wrestling around like a like, bunch of teenage boys and, uh, just, just loved it, loved it after that point. Um, we we I go over every pay per view after that after that, and we just just loved wrestling after that point. Who were some of your favorite wrestlers like growing up and why? The uh, the first one was CM Punk, and I there there was no like real reason that like I could point out at that point. When I got older, it was just like it felt like everything was so real. Even the most stupid, convoluted ideas they kind of came up with for him to do, it still felt legitimate. A um, couple others. I love Dusty. It's, it's a classic. Um, I love the, the big boy frame and throwing his body around. But it's, it's something similar I try to do with my own work. Um, and a couple that everybody says, but it's just something that I've always, something I always liked. Uh, Stone Cold and Taker. Just something that I just, Stone Cold just, he did very few, but everything he did was just, it was, it was it. Do you think CM Punk gets a bad rap or do you think he deserves everything he gets? I have mixed feelings, honestly, personally on that, where it's like, it's like, I love how he's shooting straight from the hip. It's just like, he is, he is, here's how I feel here. Here's exactly how I feel right now. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I, I don't, do I think he should have went to the extent that he did personally now? Um, a lot of stuff like if, I, I don't think the fans need to see every single negative, horrible thing in the locker room and stuff like that. Or like what's going on behind the scenes, unless it is the story and that's the build up. Because there's a lot of shoot stuff that happens that you'll see in stories. Um, so it, I think he does and he doesn't at the same time. 
Do you think AEW did the right thing of suspending him and most likely, I haven't heard if it's official or not, buying out his contract, or do you think they should have like taken that and created a storyline out of it? Uh, personally, I say storyline. I love any storyline that seems like it's like it's legit. Personally, that stands out to me. I'm just like, ooh, ooh, it hits home. Or like it hits home where it's like, I read about that. That's so crazy. And like even the most more casual fan would see that and go, oh. Well, I'm going to invest more into this. That's just how I feel. Because that would have opened doors for a possible Punk versus Omega, which would oh. have been, like, so awesome. Oh, so cool. Such a grub and such all. Oh. That would have been stupid. So how? So tell us about your first day of training. Where did you go to school? Um, I trained in Cincinnati, um, still where I reside now. So uh, I trained at Send Pro Wrestling with uh, Tim Lutz, Tom Sharp, Jay West, who's a trainer now at uh, Future Great Wrestling, still in Cincinnati area, and uh, Butcher Manson. Uh, my first day, um, you know, leading up, I was going to practices, but I didn't do anything. It was just after I got off work. Um, my now tag partner was going for about six, seven, eight months or by that point. So he was already training. He was about to do shows coming up. Uh, they were preparing, you know, preparing stuff for him. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And one day I was like, you know what? I got my stuff in a car. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go in there. I'm just going to go do it. I'm going to try this stuff out. Um, I was bumping around and I, and I quickly, quickly caught on to a lot of this stuff as, um, having a friend that's already done it for so long, he talked talk to me about a lot of stuff. There was stuff that he struggled with early on. So um, it was, it, I still hit my head a lot though. <laughs> Being from Cincinnati, are you a Bengals fan? I am not. Not? Okay, that's good. No. Um, I watched the game. I felt horrible for Cincinnati because like, I, 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 I get it. But, oh well, I'm not a Bengals fan. Do you think it was fixed? No, it's hard. If it is, they're doing really good. They're doing really good job at like keeping it quiet for so long of it being like, because now it's like super mainstream everywhere. Is like everybody's talking about is it fixed? Is it fixed? For the longest time, you never heard anything about that really. Like TJ and I were talking about before you came on about it was the late hit that cost Cincinnati the game. Hundred percent. I mean, if it wasn't for the late hit, it would have been a fifty-eight yard field goal. And that's out of the range of the kicker, but the late hit, forty-yard field goal. It's like what a what a what a quinky dink, right? So so party so party so party, my. I'm gonna derail the train for a minute, <laughs> and then I'm and then I want to know after I get done derailing this train because I got to talk about Jason for a minute and why he's not on here, but afterwards. I would I would like to know. Um, I had such a good question lined up for you, Party Mike. I want to know if your name is Party Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna give you some time to think of a good story. Well, let's hear one of those, and then you know Vic will get you with some other stuff. But yeah, let's hear let's get some off the wall stories going like this right here. Jason couldn't get on tonight, Party Mike. And we think he's taken that Cincinnati loss so bad that he made up excuses tonight so that he wouldn't get on the show with us because he still doesn't want to talk to any of us. So 
What he said was, well, hey, dude, um, I didn't know we were doing the show on Friday. I got to take my wife out on a date. And I was like, priorities, bro. Priorities, bro. And then I'm not talking to him ever again. <laughs> Even though I mentioned to everyone, hey, you know, I was in Boston for my son's birthday. We took him to the New England Aquarium. I said, hey, no shows this week except for one. We're doing one show. And of course, all of a sudden, I'm busy. Yeah. It sounds a little sus to me. Well, we wanted to make sure that he knew that we knew he's lying to us. <laughs> Told you we were going to get you, buddy. <laughs> like he listens to the show when he's not on it. But anyways, how did how did you become the life of the party? What came about that? Right. As far as like the gimmick itself, it was 100% just like throwing ideas at a wall. It was a just throwing, and I threw, and I threw, and uh, and it, it, it stuck. Um, you know, I always make a joke like, you know, you know, parties can start and everything, people can hang out, but it doesn't start really till I get there, right? Um, <laughs> um, you know, I just try to liven the place up, just try to have a good time. I mean, I'm not trying to put a show on for anybody. I'm here to just have a good time. If people want to have fun, I mean, let's let's have some fun. Whatever it is, man, we'll go out, we'll go do something, we'll hang out at the house. Hey, I'll just throw on some, I'll put some wrestling on TV and we'll just sit there and just eat some dinner and have a good time. I mean, that, that's what you want to do. That's what we want to do. And um, and that's kind of where it just kind of slowly developed, like very slowly developed. And I think like the the turning point was um, one, of the, one of the trainers threw out an idea where it was like, um, gosh, what was it? You know, you're a big Dusty Rhodes guy. So like, what about something in that kind of like ballpark? And that kind of just went like, uh, it was a late night conversation after practice. It was an hour long and just us just kind of going back and forth. Like, what's, like, we need, we need something here. And, I'm, and I was like, and then it just clicked. Just, just 100% just went boom, out of nowhere. Tell us about your first rest, official wrestling match. My, uh, so my first match. So while I was doing training, I, uh, I refereed for my home promotion. I did it for a couple other places around just to kind of get like my name out there. Like, Hey, I'm here and I'm available once I started wrestling. Um, but my first match, um, it wasn't even, I was refereeing the match originally. Um, our heavyweight champion was in a feud with uh, not Prima Donnie versus uh, Chris Allen. And Chris Allen looks at me and goes, you know what? I heard the referee's been training for a long time. How about you fill in for me today? And here I am in my black pants still and my referee shirt. I throw the shirt off and get wear my shirt underneath. And um, wrestling the match, and boy, he kicked the snot out of me. I hope he hears this. Donnie, you kicked the snot out of me. Um, the finish was, uh, is, it's, it's, it's like a, I call it a fancy super kick. It's called a mega kick. Um, Take me right and just bleh, right there. Just ate, I ate that. Um, great time, great learning experience. And since then, just been balling with it. Have you always been a face or have you been a heel as well? What do you prefer? Um, so baby face everywhere else I've been until this last show I worked. Um, did a car load up in Wisconsin, up to Wisconsin. And they're like, hey, there's a spot for you. We just don't know what it is. People are calling out, but it's like we have weather and stuff. I get up there and they're like, hey, you're working a tag match. You're tagging with him against these two guys. Cool. Put the match together. 
how they're talking. I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, this is kind of weird. You know, my gear's very baby face. My, I, I, I act very baby face, you know, everything else. And then 30 minutes before I go out, they go, oh, you're, you're working heel, by the way. I don't know we've told you. And I'm like, haven't done that yet. Um, went out there and just, just had some fun with it, honestly. I kind of did my normal shit coming out. You know, so, you know, over here, yeah, whatever. And then I threw the glasses off and said, uh, we were in um, Waterloo, Wisconsin. I said, Waterloo, Wisconsin. More like Waterloo, Wisconsin. And just, and just ran, ran with it. <laughs> That's good. That's just going to be really good. So, so, not, not to interrupt you, Vic. So, Go ahead. What's the what's the craziest match you've been in? Like, like what's the the craziest objects coming in? What like extreme matches? Um, so I haven't done any like uh, like hardcore extreme gimmicks or anything. Um, we did technically one where it was like a multi man match. It was like a Christmas gimmick, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have like presents and it's gonna have a weapon in there." And we're like, "Oh, okay, cool." Um, nobody at all had a real weapon whatsoever. Nobody at all. Um, I had no idea what was in mine. You know, we're in the back. We still have no idea. They're like, hey, your name's on it. Just open that one. Cool. You know, one guy had hot dog buns. I think some guy <laughs> had, um, gosh, well, I can't, well, you can't remember what half the stuff in there was. But I get well, the line. They're like, hey, we want to spawn you on the outside. And I said, like, cool. There's some guy holding somebody in an abdominal stretch on the outside. I open mine. It's a fruitcake. It's a big old piece of fruitcake. And I've never been more happy in my entire life to have fruitcake. So I grab this and I'm like, you want to see him eat it? And everybody just loses their marbles. So I make him eat it. I've never had fruitcake. So I take a piece, I eat it, and I spit it on the front, front row. I'm like, whoa, this is horrible. <laughs> hate, I, I, I hate fruitcake now. I'm sorry if anybody here likes fruitcake. I just, I had it. It was horrible. It was probably old for all I know. Right. Would you do anything like hardcore, like deathmatch style? Okay, I don't know if I would do anything deathmatch style, honestly. Um, I respect the heck out of those guys, though. Like, you can do that on a weekly basis and do that. I just do not, I cannot see me doing it consistently, at least. What I do want to do, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to turn down opportunities. Um, like a more traditional hardcore match, absolutely, where it's less light tubes and and, and, and wires and, and, and death. <laughs> Is it more of an opportunity thing, reason why you do it, or more of a, you give, give me how much reason? A little bit of both, a little bit of both, honestly. A little bit of both. Um, then to say I've done it, at least. I have film and be like, you know, one day be like, you know, some people say, oh, I've never done this. Well, I would at least be like, hey, I've done it. And there you go. With the old resume. Yeah, throw it on there. Like, hey, I've done, you know, say an opportunity opens up, like, hey, we need somebody who's at least done a death match and it's against some big name. And it's like, well, I can't say I can do it because my, it's, I've never done it. And if I've at least done one, I can at least have that possible opportunity if something happens. Yeah, but there's some death match people that are just like absolute crazy. I just slack who are still see some of that stuff. It would take your take a staple gun and staple your bottom whip to the turnbuckle. Oh my god! <clears throat> oh man, I could no, I, I I couldn't do all that. I don't know if I could do all. The worst part is after he staples your bottom whip, he takes body shots at you as you try to get your whip off. 
that's got to be like the most like mentally grueling thing ever knowing you're you were stuck to a bottom rope or a rope your lips stuck to it and you can't do anything without it and you're getting beat up while doing it i like that's mentally grueling right that's, that's really hardcore that's really oh. death matchy i guess you can call it but anyways yeah so before so do you have any pre-match regiments that you do before you get on stage kind of just talk to myself a little bit just like hey just, just like a little mental like hey you got this go out there um uh good buddy of mine through wrestling says the same thing and i say it every time i go out um with whoever i'm working with like hey let's go out there and make love to this crowd like like let's go out there and kill it um where they're loving it so let's go make love to this crowd um do a little prayer before and i go out just have a good time how are the fans usually because you always hear stories about some knucklehead like tj will get will cross the line did we lose them we lost them Yep, he's gone. TJ, we lost him. What'd you say? You know, Jason had something to do with this. I guarantee it. It's because we said something. To J- because we talked about Jason. You know, we talked about Jason, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, geez. Oh, here he is. <laughs> we said something about Jason, and all of a sudden, it's like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, he does it every time. He does something every time. <laughs> we we know the truth. We said something bad about Jason, and he has something to do with this. We we know we know the truth. We know what's going on. Those Spangle fans. He paid me. I'm so sorry. I can't lie. <laughs> My computer has hey. a no. <laughs> we were just like, did you just leave? What? <laughs> right away, right? Jason. Oh, okay, this is how it is. All right. Yeah, and then we talked about you for a couple minutes because you weren't on there and just said, like, whatever we wanted. So you'll have to go episode to see what we said. Oh, I'm so excited for that. (laughs) There was one episode I did with a Canadian journalist named Christina. We were talking about Facebook conspiracies, about the truth of Facebook, about they're not always on the up and up. You know, they say against bullying and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, I lost her. And she didn't come back. Couldn't message me or anything. And we were just like, oh, shit. I was like, thank you to me. And it's just tucked away. It's like, it's ran away. Like 10 minutes into the episode, boom, she disappeared. I guess she lost power where she was at. That's why she yeah. just, it's just like, it's just the whole like subject matter. And all of a sudden, boom. Right. And you were like, man, we could have had so I wanted to know so much stuff. Yeah, it's like we were having a good conversation back and forth, and that shit happens. That's what this show's motto is. Shit happens. Embrace it. Right. Yeah. I was like, man, I hope I have this app on my phone. So I do. I did. I still have that. Look, I was like, type it real quick. My phone just died. So I'm propped. My phone now propped up on my where my computer's at. <laughs> Yeah, that's what my phone is sitting on my on my laptop. That's my prop. Yes. I got a sweet setup. Yeah, I have a little, I mean, I have my little desk and everything. I just didn't have my computer plugged up, I guess, overnight. I don't know what happened to my charger. I'll have to right. find it. Like, um, what was the what was the last thing? I'm sorry, my my, my computer died like mid-question. I did not, bro. 
So you hear stories about how, how fans could get like be be knuckleheads, you know, too much to drink. They think they can beat up any wrestler they want, or you know, type anything they want on social media because they quote unquote can't be touched. Do you have any encounters of that? Personally, I haven't had anything where that's happened in a show where I've been at, uh, around me. Um, again, it, 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 you'll, you'll have a lot more as a, as a heel. You'll see it a lot more as a heel. I've heard stories. I've been at shows where it's been happened, but I just wasn't nearby. Um, guys just get out in the parking lot. You know, they're, you know, like one of the boys are getting back and they'll, um, you know, go out, smoke a cigarette, right? And some fan will just catch them coincidentally. It's a heel and they'll run their mouth. They're like, I can beat you up. And they start swinging at them. Um, and that, yeah, that gets crazy sometimes. Yeah, but it comes back and bites you. You know who Sammy Guevara is? Yeah. Yeah, you know, he married, um, Tay, what's her name? Tay uh, Mel. Or no. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't, I don't name. I'm so I see the face, but I can't put the name on it. You know, she he proposed to her ten months after he proposed to his this other girl. Staged an AEW ring, he proposed to her, just a plain Jane looking type girl, and of course, dumps her for the hotter wrestler. And I said on Twitter, I say like, wouldn't that raise a red flag to anyone? You know, here he is proposing one girl, and ten months later. It's getting married to another, and both of them blocked me on Twitter, and they found me on Instagram and blocked me. So I'm what? like, what? So I'm just like, okay, you know, fuck me. Okay, I should have kept my mouth shut. Northeast Wrestling is doing a benefit to help the, uh, at the Waterbury High School, Crosby High School, to benefit this Connecticut State Police. Okay, cool. I'm on for charity, so I bought a ticket. The special guest who will be there, Sammy Guevara, and now Tay Guevara. So I'm just like, they're gonna fucking look at me like, we know who you are. I'm dead. It's like, I'm dead. That's it. <laughs> and that's it. May 18th, March 18th, is gonna be the last killing the business ever. <laughs> TJ will have to take over the show. You got it, TJ. Uh, no, 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 no. It couldn't be me taking this thing over. <laughs> All right, I, always, I always say, I, but I say I have a face on my profile picture. Don't hide what? behind anything like that. And it's like, now they're going to be there. It's like, maybe they'll just forget about me. I, I, I don't know. It's just, please tell me. Well, because, because the, 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 I understand that the premise of this is what we're doing right now. I don't know, like you told me, since since I got adopted, um, you know, I, I don't know. I know wrestling from the watching the point. I don't know it like you and Scotty and Max and, and, and Party Mike and you, these guys, you guys get on here and I'm like, uh, did he get his jaw broke? <laughs> No, I am I am very minor league compared to someone like the life of the party, Mike. I am I am very minor league compared to where he is right now. Yeah, I don't do. I wouldn't even know how to do any of this, anyways. I told you, I said, hey, what you know? What can I help out with? I said, I don't know how to do any of this. 
So, Mike, in professional wrestling or any sports, injuries do occur. Have you had any injuries that set you on sideline for a considerably long period of time? Um, I am what I would call very stubborn-headed. Uh, if I'm booked for something or I'm, or I'm supposed to be somewhere, I will do my absolute darndest and some more to be there. Have I had injuries? Absolutely. I've had, I've had a few. Some that probably should have sent me back more than I let myself do. Um, a few being like I pulled my entire right side of my back where I was at an angle like this for a while where I couldn't stand. Like I was looking like this because I couldn't. My, my muscles were contracting so much I couldn't do anything. I was pulled back slightly. Um, still did a couple shows <laughs> after. Um, I uh, dislocated my, uh, my shoulder on, uh, on a back elbow. Of all things, a back elbow popped it right out. Um, continued wrestling through it. I knew it was hurt, but I thought it was just all, I thought it was up here. So I continued through. So what happened is you know, if this is the joint, this is where it's at. It dislocated. Um, some stuff got in between there and then it went back in the spot. So to get it back in a good spot, they had to dislocate it, pull the stuff out and put it back in again. Um, did not let myself recover enough time still. I'm fine. I have no uh, lingering. I just probably should have rehabbed maybe a little bit more. Um, I'm just very stubborn when <laughs> it comes to that. I want to say hi. All right, say hi. Hi. What's up? Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> a little IT dude here. Heck yeah. Like, he always comes on the show anyway, so I had to get, I figured, eh, I'll give you a job. Yeah. Ah, what you doing, dude? He just turned four. No oh, way. Happy birthday, man. Just Happy birthday, four. dude. Uh, okay, dude. Okay, get down. Thank you. So, name some of the, in your opinion, some of the most important matches that you've had in your career so far. Some of my most important. Um, I'd say one of my more recent matches I've had, actually. I defended um, the Ascend Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championship at, um, a couple months ago against the tag team of uh, Adrian Alexander and Omega Day. Adrian, I've worked in the past. Omega, I have not. Omega's, and I, I, I will stand this to anybody ever, he is one of the hardest-hitting guys in all wrestling. Absolute, like, if, if he's not number one, he's top three, like, without a doubt. Beat the snot out of me. Omega, same thing. If you're hearing this, you beat the snot out of me. I want you to know this. Um, <laughs> um, my chest just entirely was red. Like, there was not a not a spot that was not. You just that get was... slapped like 48,000 times? Oh, he he did um, what, what's called the, the, the kibashi spot. So after already just already just chopping and slapping and beating away, he had me in a corner and did, you know, you know, overhand, regular, overhand, and then he did, uh, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over there just like, ah! <laughs> You personally, would you consider that one of your favorite matches? Or if not, what are some of your favorite matches? That one for sure is up there. That was, that was one where I just, 
it was physicality is all it was. Even watching me where I'm just, I'm just throwing. Like if I'm throwing something, I'm throwing it. Um, that's for sure up there. Um, I had a uh, five match uh, stretch with one guy. His name is Carson Drake. Um, he's from Huntington Beach, but he, he resides in like in Cincinnati area. I had a five month stretch with him, and I, I credit my success to that five month stretch a hundred percent. Whether it's a character work, my in ring, everything, selling everything in between. Um, young, real young guy, about the same age as I am. And I credit a lot of success with that because he wrestled a little bit longer than I have. Uh, he's been in the business a little bit longer. And that just, it set, it set where I was coming from, where it was just referee being a wrestler to, wow, Party Mike's the real deal. Um, that little stretch. And then I think my probably number one was when I won my uh, first championship. Of course, that's your, obviously, that's your number one. Oh, yeah. That was my easily number one. It was my most favorite and also my uh, most aggravating day ever. What makes fans come to your matches? What's so special, you know, like for the party, Mike, that makes fans see you time and time again? Um, one thing I think that gets them to places is the very unique promos that I do. I like making my promos a little bit more different. Um, Different stands out and it's it attracts people. I, I when I see stuff, I look you know when I'm doing stuff, I see it from where I would look as a fan. Like wow, that was boring or oh that was cool. Let's try to stick with something that a concept. Um, my most recent promo was it was a two minute long video of me passed out on a ground on the ground of a locker room um, somewhere um, after a long night. And I do a, I do an overvoice of it, and it's just different. You don't see anything like that, um, whether it's that or or just the the unique experience you see with Party Mike. You get to watch a great match, great storytelling, and just having a good time. Got there throwing his body around because that's you know, part of my style is using my. I'm not very tall and I'm not super crazy wide, but the size I have, I can throw it around like there's no other. And then just getting to see. Hanging out with me at the business. I'll go out there. I'll hang out with the guys. I'll, ha- I'll go out there to the merch table after that. Was, you know, whether I'm first half, second half, I'll, hang- and I'll just hang out. I'll have a good time with the boys. Um, fans come up. They just want to talk. And I'll just, go have- I'll just go talk with them, hang out, you know, have a good time. So if you had to, could you cut a promo about anything right this second? And would you show us? I probably could. It wouldn't be the most – it wouldn't be the best thing in the world. Um this would be flat out honest, like on the spot ones. It's just, I, that's something I have to sit there and think about it, honestly, a little bit still. That's like my biggest growth right now is having to sit there and like quickly be able to come up with better words. All right. We're going to give you about five minutes to think about it. Now on to the next question, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming back party, Mike. We're giving you some time, baby. <laughs> So if there was something you know now that would have been helpful when you first started, what would it be? I'd probably have to say stand, stand out more. Don't try to conform to what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is acting like, walking the same way. Be different, stand out 100%. Be different. No more is boring. That's how yeah, it is. 
it's no fun. Like, 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 you know, everybody's doing this, you know, don't go and do that. Switch it up. Be a little different. That, that, that's what gets you noticed. That's what gets you looked at. And that's what, you know, that's what people enjoy is something different. And that's what I enjoy. I know what I watch. I look for something that's way different. It's like, oh, that was unique. That was cool. I enjoyed that. Do you think that's the one reason why WWE fans don't like AEW? Because it's different? That could be. Um, personally, when I hear a lot of people talk about that, it's, you know, it's, oh, you got a bunch of spot monkeys in there and it's all super kicks and Canadians. Um, but that's another part of it, too. Some people just like, it's different. It's not what they're used to. It's ran differently and they got, um, I don't want to say more product out there, but they have, um, I feel like a lot more shows. You know, you have Dark, Rampage, you have the paper, you have everything. While norm, what you normally see out of the E is Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views. Well, they have more, but that's what you typically, the you know, an average fan would see. In professional wrestling in general, if you could stop one thing that drives you nuts, what would it be? Hmm, one thing. I'd say no selling. I, I, I like taking something and just not like there's difference of adrenaline. Like you got hit and it's like, ah, and then there's also the difference of just taking a Canadian store and then super taking somebody right after there's a big difference in between there. Like when I watch chop exchanges with like Walter and it and versus anybody else, when Walter takes one, yeah, he's taking a bunch. So it's different when he takes it than, then then Joe Schmo down the street takes takes one, um, but no selling like like it, it makes it less believable of what's happening out there. Well, you know Austin Aries when he dropped the Impact title to Johnny Impact, aka John Morrison, and he got pinned, and afterwards he just got up and left. Like and, happened. Austin Aries hasn't been in the mainstream since. Yeah. And, and it, that was probably seeing like really disrespectful. That's probably what a hundred percent of that was right there. Just like, oh, this guy just did that. <laughs> Screw him. Um, just I don't know. It's it's or like this isn't exactly the part, but like you'll see a guy selling. They'll go to a crowd guy, like like somebody in a crowd, like a kid, like a high five. And like that is that's fine. Like like keep the crowd entertained. Like you're there for them. But at the same time, I don't want to see, you know, spot, 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 no sell, no sell, flip, craziness. Yeah, this kind of makes it when people say wrestling is fake, that kind of gives them fuel. Oh, my God, 100%. It makes it like, it's like, wow. Like you'll see some of the stuff and go, that was very, that was probably entertaining for somebody. Like, I can speak to, like, how my mom enjoys wrestling. She'll go to shows and she goes, She'll watch some of like you know the older guys or the vets or people who like to slow it down a lot more. And she goes, I you know she personally that wasn't for me, but I can see why people would like that. She likes a lot more enter, you know entertainment where it's like, do, 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 do. while she may not like personally, you know, the craziness of all of it. She'll enjoy you know high like really really big high points of that. So that's, I'm, I think I'm the opposite of her because I'm more of, 
And it's only because Jason's taken me to a bunch of places and seen some different wrestling that I didn't even know existed. And he's like, hey, we're going to go to this one. And we go, and I'm like, man, this is pretty ridiculous. Like, But I like the different side of it for me is I want it to be as violent as it can get. And I don't care about the storyline. I do like the storyline, but I would rather watch like some of them. I, I think one dude talked for five minutes throughout the whole show. The rest of it was just people getting beat up. Yeah. Um, there are different types of crowds that cater to, and that's where right. like going areas now. It's been like figuring out, you know, what is working in this area. Um, like when I went to Waterloo, it was it was as simple as just working the crowd themselves, interacting with them, uh, like a tight, like this much more, and they were so much more into it. They just wanted to be recognized as the fans there. And some places, they just want to go get beat. This is it's like in the end, what it is. There's two, you know, a traditional singles match. It's two guys fighting each other until one wins. The most simplistic terms of that is, is that, right? And some people, that's what they want to see, and and and, and that's fine. I, you know, I've done matches where it's just been, you know, brawl, 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 wrestling move, brawl, brawl, brawl. You know, it's it's just back and forth. And, you know, some people like that. I enjoy matches like that. Right. I think of that, I think, like, Walter and uh, Sheamus. Um, uh, what was it? The, the the castle. Oh, my gosh. What, the, what was that called? Whatever the was the yeah. That was a phenomenal match. They just beat the snot out of each other for, well, 30 minutes, something crazy like that. And they maybe had five wrestling moves each. So much fun to watch that. But I can also watch a match where um, uh, it was a TLC match, Buddy Murphy and um, Aleister Black. They just went back and forth, and it was less of beating each other, and it was a lot of wrestling stuff. Right, right. Me. So it's just different fans. Right, and I enjoy that match, too. I, I enjoy that match, too. I just don't uh, – I'm not too big on – I don't want to hear somebody on the mic for – 40 minutes of the hour and a half show. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and again, in the end, it's, you know, I paid to come, I paid Blake amount of dollars to go eat a, a hot dog, get a soda, and watch seven matches of guys get the snot kicked out of each other for two hours or however long the show is. Right. And that's what it comes down to. Now, what you do with it, whether you add a lot more wrestling aspect, more fighting aspect, or weapons aspects that that caters to the crowd and different people right so we talked about what you would stop in professional wrestling if you could start anything in professional wrestling to generate more fans what would it be it's a it's two two things that um one one's kind of restarting and one's kind of continuing um starts start selling more Start, you know, start selling more, whether it's you can take that literally or figuratively sell what you're doing in the ring, sell your character, sell what what's happening or take it literally sell like sell yourself. Um, I, I, I look at it as if I am an independent contractor of of X business that needs me for their for services. Now, 
I need to promote myself. So I need to sell that I am there. I need to sell to make more money there on top of already being paid to be there. Um, so merch, like sell, sell merch. Um, that's, that's, the, that's probably the big thing, honestly. Sell yourself in any aspect you humanly can. It makes money. It makes good money. Um, that's probably the main well, thing. So this say. is where we get back to, Party Mike. Now, we gave you plenty of time. This is where you sell your promo. <laughs> So it's up to you, Party Mike. I thought, hey, I thought that'd be cool if you came up with something real quick. We talked about Bengal fans. He's a Bills fan, so don't mind him. Oh, you know what? I can respect a Bills fan. I love their shenanigans. I love seeing like on Facebook and Instagram where it's just like another Bills fan jumps off a car, three cars onto a table. The Bills um, Mafia, baby, they're nuts. I can respect that. Um, I'm a fan of the sport. I have a, you know, I have a team. I have a team I, I love. I grew up loving when I got into football, but right. I love the sport so much. So I can just, I, I'll watch any game. I don't hate. There's no teams I hate more than others. Okay. I just want to enjoy a good game. We only hated New England for like 20 years when Brady was beating the shit out of us every year. But now that he left, we don't really even hate. We don't even worry about New England no more. No, don't worry, don't worry about it. We, because it didn't matter. Wherever Tom Brady was playing, their team's going to do okay. They're going to, at the minimum, they're okay. And that's crazy to think about. At the very baseline minimum, a Tom Brady team is going to be like, just doing pretty good still. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I hated that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I just want to say right now, even though I'm from the New England area, I was never a Patriot homer. What was your team? Never. I mean, I, I was the same way as yours. You, as you know, I you know if you say like, hey, I don't really have a team, more fans would talk to you and stuff like that. You can learn about other fan cultures. I picked the Eagles this year because a friend of our, a good friend of the family, he passed away of, of cancer, and he was a huge Eagle fan. So we said that, hey, you know, we'll go raw, raw Philly this year. And that was during preseason. This is before anyone knew they were actually good. I got fucking lucky there. But, <laughs> you know, but that, I mean, so if I had to pick a team, someone said you have to pick a team. I would say Philly. But I'm pretty much, you know, I just love talking to, like, Chiefs fans, I love talking to Bills fans, and and if oh, you, don't, yeah. you know, it, it just makes more of a conversation, even though Kansas City fan base hates me now. Oh, yeah. Um, Cincinnati fan base hates me as far as, like, football goes. Um, I, you know, I grew up a Pittsburgh fan. That's just how I grew up. I, right. I raised a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, you know, I have jerseys, I have stuff, but, but like, I, that's not all I have. I mean, I have like, you know, I have a Brett Favre jersey in my closet. I have a Tim Tebow jersey in my closet. Like, I have different stuff. Um, I just love, I love the sport of football. You know, I, it's just, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. So, what are the three things that you're most grateful for during your career? Number one is uh, family, for sure. Um, whether it's literally, again, literally or figuratively. Um, family being, you know, my closest people that have been really close to me um, through this time. Uh, my mom, my stepdad, have been the 
gosh, they've talked about even traveling out to uh, uh, Wisconsin with me. And I'm and like, they, like the fact that I considered that was awesome. Just like, wow, they would come that many hours to come just watch me wrestle when they could, you know, they can wait a couple weeks to watch me in this area again, um, just to support me. Uh, my girlfriend, who's um, in the other room, um, she has put up with so much crap. <laughs> and I hope you can hear this. I love you. Um, just so much crap with all of it, whether it's, you know, stupid stuff that happened that I may be aggravated about. Um, she's also what I consider 100% my street manager. She is the person that keeps my books together. She knows exactly how much merch I have left, how much everything costs, what my prices are at, and everything. She has been phenomenal with that. Um, and my closest uh, friend, Justin Xavier, uh, tag partner, grew up with him. Just my, one of my closest friends ever, ever. So we, so now you sit back and you, you know, remembering your career about what you've done and what you're going to do. If you could describe your professional wrestling journey only using one word, what would it be? Interesting. Why would you say that? There is never going to be a time that it's it's just a, it's like a normal day um you know it, you know you work a nine to five it's just it's just another day at work you will i i have yet to have a, there's a day where it's just been like oh you know it's just a, you know another day on the clock um there's always something weird that happens crazy you see a weird fan you get a weird interaction you get a weird message from a fan which that one's <laughs> that one's always fun <laughs> to get um it's 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 just very um, it's very interesting. Um, when I talk to people about it um, that aren't in the business, you know, like you know, a story I have, whether it's us in the car talking about some just most outlandish stuff, or you know, just just the business and how how it works, it's like wow, that's interesting. That's what we want to hear. Party Mike, we want to hear about them outlandish stories. Now, which ones can I legally tell? <laughs> you, man. On this show, there's no rule. Oh, open I'm just talking. I got uh, <laughs> you protect you. You protect yourself in the story, Party Mike. <laughs> I do no wrong. I walked away from everything. Um, they're the ones who did everything bad. Right. But, uh, um I um I have two really good ones. I was like I always like revert back to. Uh, one was a recent one, one's been a little bit ago. Um, first one was a recent car road we did. We did a car road up to Indiana and in Indianapolis. Um, couple hour drive for um for show. It was me, that Carson Drake guy I talked about earlier, and then one of our newer guys, very green, but we wanted to bring him along. It was, it was a rumble opportunity, so like, hey. Let's get some more experience, get your name out there more. Uh, Dalton McKenzie, loved them all to death. And then we were going to pick up somebody else, Tom Sharp, who's one of my trainers. And I get outside, I'm like, oh, it's just snowing a little bit. Ain't that bad. Ain't that bad at all. We get the meet, our meeting spot. It's just coming down, just continuous. Like you can't see more than probably 10 feet in front of you. And we had the bright idea of going, well, let's, let's just keep going. Dude. Let's just, you know, let's roll with this. We let the California boy drive with his bold tires. And here he is, you know, driving along and 
he's like, oh, he's, he's like, oh, I, I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't turn either. And he hits a curb like really hard, like a big curb, real hard. Backs out of it, gets out. There's no damage. He's like, okay, thank God. We're driving down, and not even 15 seconds later, there's a stoplight down the road, and he's driving. He's trying to brake us. I can't brake. He's, he's like, you know what? Throws his hands up at 100% defeat. Just like, you know what? It's going to happen. And he just started gliding forward, hit the car. And um, he gets out of the car and he looks at it. And I've never seen the most cartoonic look in the entire world. He gets up and goes, no damage. <laughs> he gets back and he, and, he, and he just drives away. And the lady just goes, oh, well. Um, just we're, we're, we're just all in shock. Like that just happened. And he just got out of the car. No, nothing. Uh, I think it did scuff her car, but he didn't care. He just kept driving. <laughs> driving? I, don't get me. Yeah, he's just like, ah, what are you going to do? You know, anything, you know, the worst thing happens, he just looks up and goes, ah, what are you going to do? Um, my other one was probably winning the belt. Uh, when I won the uh, my first belt, which is the current one, I still have the Ascent Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championship. Um, I had no idea what was happening. They maybe nobody talked to me about anything. Um, everybody in the locker room, um, or you know, the home promotion knew for probably about two or three months. Everybody knew, even my girlfriend knew. I'm still angry at you about it. Um, everybody knew, so they're like, Hey, main event, we're gonna have um, tag team called Hey Allen versus Cincinnati's um, most wanted. Um, the clash, Hey Allen retains, you're gonna go out and cut a promo. Because you had this championship opportunity, and you're gonna use it next show. Find a partner. I say, okay, yeah, I got this easy. I go out there and I'm heart of a lion. I go out there. Here's what's going to happen next month. On, what was it? Um, uh, September 28th. I want to do this, and this is going to happen. They grab the mic, <coughs> and um, one guy starts talking, and the other guy just got there, maybe. 15, 20 minutes ago, like just got there. And you go, hey, if he does anything, just play along. He doesn't know what's really happening right now. Like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I come out, I'm talking, and he goes, how about we challenge you right now? I'm like, yeah, I'll take the crowd hype. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, yeah, it, it just, they, they decided it was happening right then. So um, I got chopped and stomped. And if you look at the video and you zoom in enough, I'm getting chopped and stomped. My eyes are like wide open. I have no idea what's happening. I think he's just shooting on me. I told him after my time, I said, I thought you were shooting on me, man. I had no idea what was happening. Drags me into the corner, tags his partner, and puts my hands behind my back. And he whispers in my ear, and he goes, okay. When he goes for the kick, chop. Ah! When he goes for the kick, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna duck. Chops again, ah! They run a double team, and he goes, you're going to throw three lines, big boost on your bottom. One of my like, 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 like big, uh, noticeable moves I do. And um, it happens. I throw it. You know, I'm still in like 100% shock. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Am I wrestling next month? Like, what's like, what's going on? There's nobody in my corner. He has his partner in the other corner. We're going, we're going, we're crawling, we're crawling. And I'm like, there's nobody in my corner. They go, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> my partner comes out. I want my longtime friend, tag him in. He runs, shines it up, tags me back in. We hit a tag team move. Um, I have on my shoulders for a fire, uh, not a fireman, a uh, torture rack hold. Uh, he super kicks to one side. We spin, uh, lands a bomb, and then we win the belts. So, and um, 
you know, the guy whispers in my ear and he goes, I love you, buddy. Happy birthday. This was near my birthday. Um, so my genuine reaction, I'm, you know, I'm like just shocked still. I get back to the back. Every single person's back there just like clapping and cheering me on. I look at them, the goes quiet, and I hate every single one of you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, hated every single one of them for that. And they still laugh about it to this day. And I'm like, I hate you guys. This is horrible. <laughs> Well, you know, they deserve it. Yes, but I it, it was just the fact of like, I, I like, what's happening? Why are you guys hitting me right now? <laughs> Why the bell ring? Why is the referee still in here? A good rib for your birthday. It was a very good one. Um, very, very good one. I feel, and as of recent, our home promotion, it's just like, it just worked out where, um, like whenever a belt changes, as of recent, that happened, and then the most recent belt change was our heavyweight, and um, he didn't know either. <laughs> so, where do you see yourself in five years? Five years, um, wherever the road takes me. Um, I tell everybody this, whether it's friends, family, uh, coworkers, whatever. Um, wrestling is my career. It's going to be my career, whether people like it or not. If you want to be on my side, awesome. If you don't, hey, you know, that's fine, you know, whatever. Um, no, I don't have a – I don't want to look at one point and that be the only point I look at because I can miss other better or more opportunities other places. Um, some people go, I want to get signed to the E. That's an awesome goal. Like, that is, like, the goal of the goal. Everybody wants that type of deal. But what if I miss a possible opportunity to go to – Aid up. What if I have a possible opportunity to work? You know, if I just work the Indies and I make more money there, some people make more money. You know, other places. It's it, my goal is is forward and wrestling as a career. What's some of your most present day goals? Present day goals. Hmm. Wrestle more. I want more. Um, I would like whenever I have a day off. And it's not a show day. Like it, it, it arcs me. I want to. I love being around it. Like I love. Like, like that's why. Like yesterday. Like I. I just got bored. Like, it wasn't like I got bored. I had enough time off after the shoot, and I was like, I, I want to do interviews. I, I did. I did two additional podcasts yesterday. On top of that, I just want. I, I love being around it, talking about it, or coming up ideas and stuff. If you look at my notebook, it's just. <laughs> um, I want to get more involved with shows and I also want to grow the brand. What do you do with people who don't respect the bun? Make them respect it, obviously. Okay, that's a good answer. Okay. That's, that's the answer. They better respect the bun or else. <laughs> I bet you Jason doesn't respect the bun. Oh, geez. hey, don't say his name or make something happen where one of us get kicked off. <laughs> yeah yeah so what, what events do you have coming up um next next saturday um in uh norwood ohio cincinnati ohio uh we def i defend the ascend pro wrestling tag team champions at ascend pro wrestling against uh tag team of sergeant ledbetter sergeant chris ledbetter and the choosing of Jaden jet and or Vincent slades uh longtime rebels of my now partner so that's a fun time. And then I got just shows just 
sporadically lined up right now. Um, trying to travel out even more and further, just reaching out right now, just trying to get more and more and more. A lot of them are a lot of, you know, relative, you know, tri-state area. I got one in February, late, late February, Allied Pro Wrestling in, uh, um, in Kentucky. Uh, number one contendership for tag belts up there. So just just going, going, with, going where the party takes me. Where can people find you on social media? All right. So I got Facebook. Uh, that is Party Mike Howard. Party Mike is one word because Facebook did not like me and thought Party Mike was a nickname, which technically I guess it is. <laughs> but they can, they, they, they can, they can get over that. Um, Instagram is life of the party underscore Mike Howard. Yes. Um, it's, uh, Twitter, the Twitter sphere, uh, LOTP underscore Party Mike. I'm on uh, TikTok, Life of the Party Mike Howard. YouTube, I post a lot of matches on there. Um, a lot of my like full, full matches, tag matches, single matches, multi-man. And uh, then PWTs, I got shirts all over there. I got my uh, Respect the Bun, uh, PMTV, it's inspired by uh, MTV. And I got uh, the Party House, for, uh, uh, inspired by Waffle House. So you can find me on the PWTs at uh, Party Mike. You should just put Party Mike comes up, yes. TJ, do you have any last any last questions or thoughts? No, I mean I'm just, that, that was a pleasure, man. Great stories. That's what, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the stories. I I like to throw Vic off his game every now and again, but he's pretty quick witted, so he he knows. He knows the train. He knows I'm going to derail the train a little bit. But yeah, that was, that's great, man. That's great. It sounds Thank good, you. man. Wish you the best, man. Thank you. Have you ever seen those movies or TV shows before where someone with a baby would knock on the door and run away and like the church doors will open up and they'll see the baby and that's TJ for this show. He was just like <laughs> up on our doorstep and it's like, what the fuck am I doing with this? What do I do? What, what, what do I do here? What do I do here? And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. Okay. Yeah, okay. You might as well. You're stuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> no, TJ, TJ's a great guy. He's been great for the show. Do you have any final words, like for the party? Do you like to see my audience before we sign off? Right, like that promo. Be healthy and party on. Well, party, Mike. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for coming on, and I wish you luck for your career. And man, when you win more gold, man, we're gonna have you back on. Yes. Hopefully, it doesn't soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll be cheering for you, man. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for everyone who listened, and thank you for everyone who watched. This is Killing the Business Worldwide, and we are all out. Thank you very much, guys. Take care. Thanks.